Good morning, Remy. Good morning, Breck. Really saying a big prayer that um, the internet gods are with us this morning. I told my husband, I'm like, do not drive either, either one of the trucks past the house while I'm doing this. Because the last time they connected. Yeah, it wasn't even Breck's internet last time. It was um, Brandon. The why? It was the Bluetooth connection to the trucks. Yeah. I've oh. missed you. I've missed you. It's been over a year now. We should have done a year anniversary, but we were both really I busy. So. I know. Um, our plates were full. And God, I kind of get a little emotional about that. It's been a damn year, Remy. How cool is that? Oh, so, so cool. cool. Going better. We're getting more listens on the podcast. I uh, forgot that our Little League coach listened and he was, was telling someone else that I called him out. For being oh. <laughs> but he's awesome. His wife's awesome. They're fantastic. So, <laughs> oh. hate that when that happens. I'm like, oh, I forget that people actually listen. To this. <laughs> <laughs> We're not just on here by ourselves, buddy. Well, how was R and C finals for you guys? Um, challenging but really good. Uh, just challenging because it. Um, the cattle were tough in spots and not in others, but when you wanted them to not be tough, it was too late, you know? Um, so yeah, no, it was good. I'm sure we'll have conversation about that today, but, uh, yeah. 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 So we, in our brief hiatus, I put on a horse show. Without James, because he had to stay home for baseball, because my boys won. Character uh, building, Remy, character building. <laughs> got enough character to go around. I put on this show, I've just put on this show before by myself, but so, you know, in typical horse show producer and Calumet fashion, we were supposed to leave at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we did not le end up leaving until like three. And then James calls because we have to drive by the baseball fields. He goes, well, you're already going to be late. So just come and watch their games. So we watched both playoff games and the boys won. And then we got to our, yeah. And then we got, and they won the rings for it, but they got the rings on Saturday. And then uh, we went to Tulare, which is north of us and got there around one and set up our sorting pens and got done around 3.30 and went to bed and came back at 7. And then put on a show that day. I think we got to bed it around... It's such a crazy life that we live. Yeah, and then I think we went to bed around like midnight or 12, uh, 12.30, maybe 1 that night. We're up back at the arena at 7. Then after that so day of sorting, so we had two days of sorting, I had to set up, we had to set up the team penning pen. So we got back around 2.30 or 3 from setting up the team penning <laughs> And then uh, put on the team penning, drove home, got home around 2 in the morning that morning to be up at 5 to go gather cattle, cattle all day. And then we're up at 5 the next morning to go ship cattle. So for like five days, it was like Vegas. I had no sleep and a lot of work. So uh, I... Um... I was tired and then Brett was getting ready for Texas and I was like, cool beans, I'm not getting up in the morning. <laughs> it just was a lot for both of us the last couple of weeks, but a lot of really good things. Before we go any further, Remy, did you happen to see that thing I shared on Facebook with the OU softball team? 
No, because I haven't been on the social media. media. That it was a, it was like a couple of weeks ago um, already. But if you haven't seen it, go look at oh, that. Yes, I have. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I watched it and I was like, they are some classy, classy women. Um, well, their answer was so good and it really does make you think. Um, and secondly, like, I just feel like in sports these days, there's so many, so many good players who are trashy in front of the media. Does that make sense? And, uh, these girls are 110% classy. The answer that they gave to their success was that they just basically love the game and that they they're saying is eyes up, like give all of their glory to God. And, um, they don't, it's hard for me to explain it. You have to just go listen to it, but it is good. It's one of the best answers that I've heard when it comes to collegiate or professional sports in a very long time. It's very good. No, it's so. like, you know, the, um, so you have to say like the little league pledge and I'm going to get it out of order, but it, part of the little league pledge before all the playoff games is, or the all-star games is I love God. I love my countries. I, I love my country. I will defend its laws. I will play fair and win or lose. I will do my best. There's probably more to that. I should know it by now, but I don't, but I mean, it's the same thing you're raising, you know, you're raising up a whole generation of kids to say that, mean it and believe it. And it's, uh, I will say that, um, one of my favorite things about what we do in the horse industry, um, there are so many good kids, Remy, where else can you go? Fort Worth is a very big facility. We literally get there and we turn our kids loose. It's um, Kylie Watkins messaged me yesterday. She's got a really good kid, Grady. And she said, hey, I just, Grady really, really likes you and thanks you um, for everything that you did for him last week. I did very little other than make sure that he was hydrated and that being treated well. And uh, she's like, it's nice to know that there's other moms out there for my son who I can count on. I'm like, absolutely. There are so many good kids that you see running around there together. So many bright kids. There's a few assholes too. And I'm sure that my kids could be included in the asshole category every once in a while as well. But um, that is that is one thing that ranks real high on my list of things that I really love is watching all those kids. And if your kids were there, they'd be right in there too. And when you're in the midst of it, I don't think that you think of it. Like that's not something that comes to your head as you're watching them play and have water fights and it's the big kids and the little kids all together. And it's, there's going to be a time real soon where I'm not going to be able to watch my kids do that anymore because they're going to be adults. No, no. And it's, it's, it's funny. I was talking to James about this. Um, like you, of course you have your family, but like you collect other families along the way. So like we have our horse show family, right? Where you, same thing where you trust your kids to be out there and hanging out with those kids and everyone is going to be an asshole at some point. But also that's, 
that's personality management, right? How and there's you, another mom or dad who will come along and be like, and fix it for Brody, you. Yeah. You are not, you knock that off or you're not mm -hmm. like that. I will call and talk to your parents. And they do. And I think that they would expect the same out of us. And we would. No. And so it's like you, you've got, it's like a protective way of learning things, right? Like you're not just turning them loose without any supervision, but they have to mm -hmm. handle some disagreements amongst themselves and it makes them better, but they also have all sorts of fun that they wouldn't have if you were hovering over them. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's. And Fort Worth is a scary place, let me tell you. And it's not really funny. Um, there are more child abductions in Fort Worth than any other place I've ever been, Remy. Honest to God, my phone, yeah. it's, you uh, know, the, the child alert. Yeah. We all got at least one every day. I don't think there was a day that we got two of them, but every day you could pretty much count on one. I've never been in another area where I've had it that high. Oh, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a stopover city too. So if, if Fort Worth, there's a lot of trouble to get into at horse shows and good trouble, not, yeah, not, not dangerous trouble. Like you said, water fights, big games of hide and seek. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many good things. Um, so I didn't really talk a lot about on it here, but uh, we got to have a really cool experience. Um, we had two Aussie families with us for almost a month. And we had a family, um, John and Beth Camilleri, with their daughter, um, Natalie. Natalie is 29, I think. And then we had the Frost family. It was the grandpa and grandma, Doreen and Mick, Lou, and then their daughter, Kim and her husband Will and then their daughters Bronte and Mila. Um, they came to us the week of Memorial Day and we went to a three-day show together. We fitted them with horses and uh, we did the show that weekend and then we they came back to our place and we lessened for a week and a half with them and then they went with us to Fort Worth for the last week and did our RCC finals and it was one of those experiences where I wanted to do it, but I was a little nervous and here's why I wasn't nervous about the horses because our horses have enough different riders between the four of us where, and we weren't going to put them on anything that was crazy. Right? Like I would, I would normally worried about somebody getting hurt, yeah. but I wasn't worried about that. What? I was going to say, uh, it, yes, you should not do that. Not, not, yeah, not, no, yes. So I wasn't worried about the horses. I knew that the horses would take care of them. We had seen some video of them riding, so we knew that they could ride and we weren't getting, you know, somebody who had no experience whatsoever. Um, but I was worried that we're going to be with these people for a month. What if we all don't get along? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you should be used to trailer park living by now, Breck. <laughs> I am, but I didn't want to do that. You know, I'm like, gosh, I, that is going to be a lot. So my biggest concern was like, what if they get over here and we don't see eye to eye? Um, they don't like us. We don't care for them. How is that going to work for a month? And it was not like that at all. It was one of the greatest experiences that we've ever done. 
I loved it. It was super emotional when we had to say goodbye, um, especially to the girls. They were amazing. They're amazing. Their mom and dad were amazing. Um, it was it was such a cool deal. And I'll go a little bit further into it. Um, it was crazy because they came over separate. They didn't come at the same time, the two families. And the Camillaries came first. They came, I think they got into Fort Worth on Wednesday. And then they took a flight to Minneapolis on Thursday. So they were at the horse show already on Thursday night. And then the Frost didn't get into Minneapolis until Thursday night. They met us at the horse show on Friday morning. So on Friday morning, John and Beth and Natalie came out and we fitted them with horses. And then they, the Frost got there, we fitted them with horses and then they did a clinic with Brandon and then we showed on Friday night. And they all had a stellar weekend at the show. They did phenomenal. Well, I woke up to a text message at four o'clock in the morning on Saturday from Beth saying that they had to go home for a family emergency. And they, so they left to go back to the cities at four o'clock in the morning on Saturday. So and and mind you, those listening, they have flown over with saddles. This is not like they are packing like yes. saddles that have to be stripped down and disinfected. Remy, they can't have one hair on them. They have to vacuum seal them and they have to like, they had to vacuum them. They had to disinfect them. And then they had to like vacuum seal them. And they, they, the airlines or whoever, um, it wouldn't be the airlines, it'd be the customs. Customs would not accept those saddles if they had anything on them. Um, so they did that. They, they, and it's, mind you, it's 30 hours of travel time for them to come over here, 30 plus. So they called, they were sad. Um, they said, we're going back home. We're not going to be able to come back. And by Sunday night, they had made it back to Australia. They called us and they said, we are coming back. So they flew in right before our Cincy finals. Um, so we had five riders and nine people total. And it was just tough luck for some of them. Um, I think that Mila, she placed 13th twice in classes of 700 and 11th once. So something to be extremely proud of, but just missed like the goal by a little bit. Yeah. No, it's a... Uh... Just watching it, it didn't seem like anyone had, like, it didn't seem like just one person had a runaway week there. Unless you were Trent Knight. Trent Knight did really good. So congratulations to him. It, yeah, it was a struggle. And like I said, it was the only, it. I was never mad because everybody had the same opportunity, right? I was a little pissy in the youth. And it wasn't for my kids. It was for the others. It was just really tough cattle. It was outside in... I could just see these poor youth, like it was the one class that they rode all weekend. You know, they didn't get the opportunity to ride all week. They came for that class. The parents were defeated. The kids were defeated, frustrated. Um, I was frustrated for them, but there's nothing I can do besides bitch. So. No. And I think like, so we talk about it, right? Like we try and make sure that we have suitable cattle for suitable levels, right? You want kids to have success. Because it's not fun as an adult to um, suck at a horse show at all. Uh, it is, but at least you can understand it. It is hard to teach kids how to lose. And yes, is it part of the game? 100%. 
however you want a soft space for them to land, right? You want them to be like, well, you, you know, you did your best and you still sorted, but like you said, they were just blowing everybody out. That's not fun. It's not fun. It's not growing for the sport. And, you know, it's a lot of money. It's not just the money, but it is a lot of money for parents to sit there and not have their kids enjoy it. I right? know one mom that was sitting next to me. I felt so bad for her. I didn't know her, but I was just trying to help the kids in some of the pens. And uh, she just looked at me and started yelling. Not at me, but that was the level of frustration that she was at. She, she what the hell are these kids supposed to do? And I'm like, I know. I know it's frustrating for me too. Um, so no, like, we're, like we're dealing with it with all stars right now, right? It's the same. It's not the same thing, but it is the same thing. Um, so our nine U team that we're coaching is made up of a bunch of kids that just didn't fit on the other teams, but it's good for them to have the experience, right? They need more play time, a lot of stuff. And uh, our first game like I I tend to choose home right because that's puts you last at bat I tend to choose home when you do if you win the toy coin toss and for all like all year we've had it's been a five run rule right five runs scored everyone switches so for all stars it's not a five run rule it's nine batters and you switch so this team gets up on us like seven right away and they're hitting harder than anyone has hit all year and I can watch the kids get defeated a little bit. I'm like, it's okay. Like, look, we haven't even had our bat. Who's to say that we can't get that many runs? And then I think we don't even score in the first inning. And uh, I watched those kids get more and more defeated. And uh, we had to have the conversation with all of them. I was like, look, as a coach, I care more about how you lose than how you win. It's easy to win. Winning is easy, right? Especially in, and baseball is another very mental game, especially in baseball, you will lose. How do you lose and keep going? Because I was like, I don't care if we don't win, but the next time I see you losses. Yeah. Like the next time I see you quit on the field, we're running laps. We're doing something because you don't get to quit. Right. Next play. At least you're getting play. Like, you know, you're getting experience. Play the next play. Do the thing. And uh, the other thing, and you know, because Bronson's playing baseball, right? Yeah, he is. Baseball is the least successful sport you'll play. Maybe maybe soccer, but baseball for sure, right? You look at the major leagues, what's your best batting average? Like 30%, right? It is a game made up of errors and misses. And how do you explain that to kids, especially kids that on this team have all won championships and now they don't look like they played baseball very much? So, you know, and that is something, there is something to be said about that. Um, Bodie said to me, like, Wednesday, he was getting really frustrated and defeated. And he said, Mom, he goes, I can't say that I'm riding bad, but I feel like I'm making a lot of mistakes because I know better than to come off of my cow. But I find out, I'm seeing that I'm coming off my cow way too early, but it's because I need to get to the hole to play defense. And I said, Bodie, I said, you know, I can't say that that's a mistake. I, I can't. I can't say that you're doing something really wrong. You're not wrong in what you're doing. You are doing the right thing because that's what was happening is you would be in the herd bringing your cow out by itself. And then all of a sudden the herd would just blow up and bust your partner. So you had to do things that you normally wouldn't do. Um, and it, 
my kids handled it a lot better than I, than I thought. I mean, they were really, they kept trying every time they go in and, um, try your best. It really was a matter of what herd you drew up on and some would give you a lot of cows and some would not. Yeah, uh, I, I think I've told this story on year before, but uh, we were at the Stampede one year and we had a very strong group of teams in the open and they'd all blown out except for one. And we were boxed up with Nikki and Louie and some other guys and uh, James walks up to Louie Sagio and he goes, tell me, I don't know. Tell, if you if I was your client, what would you tell me to do to fix what's going on? Because like being aggressive didn't work, being soft, didn't, like nothing worked, nothing was happening. And like Louie gets this very serious look on his face and he looks at James and goes, well, tell your first mistake. And James goes, okay, I'm listening. He goes, walking in that arena. And like, you know, it just broke. It like everyone started laughing because we were all in the same boat. It was a very weird year up there, but you're just like, you know, cause James like, I'm here. What can you tell me? How do I make this better? And he's like, that first mistake was walking in the arena. Yeah. You know, I only ride a handful of classes at RSNC just because we've got, oops, a lot of us riding. And um, I ride my certain classes and I've always done that. And I can't say that I rode bad because I didn't. I didn't. The luck just was not with me. Bodie and I made it really far in either the eights or the tens. I can't remember. Um, but our third go round, we drew up in pen three. And for those of you who have been to Pen 3 at RSNC Finals, it's where dreams go to die. And I try not to think of that, but we drew Pen 3, and I was like, son of a bitch. And we watched every team in front of us DQ, because there was just, the cows would not settle in there. <laughs> like, you can't even, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it's not a good it's not a good show to not have a good show at yeah no um thankfully we were able to hold her together somewhat so it all worked out brandon had a good first half of the week and then it kind of went south for him too <laughs> but no. and I, oh. I i talked to a lot of guys that kind of ended up coming home or, or not i i talked to some a lot of people came home early yeah we stuck her out they're smarter than me i never know if i know yeah we weren't ready to give up um and i'm glad that we didn't because the boys did really they both rode really well in the finals on saturday nights and it was nice to come out with that you know what i mean like just mm -hmm. a good into it all um denise mott i think that she listens to this she denise does. Denise had an unfortunate um, experience there with her horse, who I don't know if Denise had ever been to RCNC finals, had she? I thought she would. I never know, because like that whole, like her whole friend group has been at some point, but I don't think they've all gone together. And then uh, Cheyenne- Denise's friend group, by the way, is goals. Yeah. So Cheyenne and I think Lori showed up and so Denise's last name is Mott, but it's M-O-T-T. -T. But they showed up with a picture of Denise on their shirt that said Motley Crew, and that is fantastic. That's what I'm saying. Her friend group oh, is yeah. goals. But she had her she had a horse colic, right? And then she had did. To, she had taken Weatherford, and that's her good horse. Same thing. That's a lot to overcome because you go back there depending on and I know she had her other newer horse, but 
you go back there depending on the ones that you're taking with you. you know he said the same thing happened to Brandon too. His good horse got. Yeah. Brandon's good horse on Saturday or Tuesday nights. So early in the week, um, got a spider bite right on his penis. So his whole sheath sheath. I mean, it was like a grapefruit ducks. Wouldn't take it down. Um, on Saturday morning or Sunday when we loaded, it was a little better, but still. And now today or yesterday, the swelling has gone down finally. But what a weird deal. So he was out for the it's week. It's going to be her internet. See? Internet goblins. No. Remy? For Remy, these dang, this dang internet. It just sucks in Minnesota. She might be coming back on. Just give me a minute here. Hang with me here, people. We got her back. Hello. I don't know what happened there because I was, everything was still good for me. Everything was still good for me except for you were frozen. So I don't know. But then I got a warning message from StreamYard that they said it could have been on their end. Oh. So I'll um, have to edit that out. Yeah. Send it to me. So <laughs> um, you know, I will say like Denise Mott handled that whole situation with total grace. Like had, an, it was an unfortunate way that I met Denise's husband, Carl, um, was through that. But I would say that it was a very good thing that Denise's husband um, do you know Carl? Yeah. He doesn't really get riled up. Yeah. Carl, he, they, went, um, they used our trailer so they didn't have to unhook their, um, their, 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 uh, their, their living, living quarters. quarters. And I was like, absolutely. I mean, not, no big deal whatsoever. And uh, Carl went, I went with Carl out there to show it to him and help him get hooked up. And he was just like, cool as a cucumber, super easy going. I'm like, what, probably exactly what you needed in a moment like that, you know? Um, so yeah, Denise, Denise held her together really well. Yeah, but I think she, she won some stuff, I think, or they, she had some awards at the end. Yeah, too, Denise so. won a lot of awards. Yeah, you know. It, uh, I've had a lot of weird stuff happen to horses in Fort Worth, honestly. And also, I've had more colics and seen more colics than, this year than the last 20 years combined. You know, um, the weather patterns are super weird. A, at the beginning of the week, it was um, the coolest that I've ever been in Fort Worth. It was over. It wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be, and I only know because I looked up the weather while you guys were back there. And it was supposed to be like 100, and then I talked to you, and you're like... It's like high 70s, low 80s. And I was like, well, that's not what the weather channel said. But then at the end of the week, it the humidity was very high. And I think that it set records um, for the highest humidity in Fort Worth. And, but like the Finleys, Remy, they went from that to 49 degrees in California. Brandon's like, you better blanket your horses because that right there, that is a recipe for colic. Yeah. 
when it's so hot and then it's a shock to their system. And it's like for us right now, like the mornings have still been, this is like, we're getting fall and spring mornings right now, like foggy and cold and then it's warming up and we haven't been too warm. We had one week where it was really warm, but even like we had real rain the last two weeks, like not it's summer really rain warm like, here. and cold, like a cold rain, not a warm rain, like a cold rain. So I have no idea what's going on with mother nature, but. Remy, did you hear about Tulsa? I did. And um, did you see all the that drone is... footage from there too? Oh, you know, I will tell the story here, but I do believe that the Pinto Association made the right call on canceling the show because what the hell do you do? Um, but devastating. I, I like my, so uh, the Pinto world finals are supposed to be there. There was like hundred mile per hour winds and then they, so they a canceled. great show, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, so they canceled their show and then uh, I loved watching like my Facebook feed be split. Like, ah, oh, they're just overreacting. And then other people saying they made the right call. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that weather. So to put this in, pers in perspective, I believe that the Pinto World Championships is like two and a half weeks long. Is that correct? Yeah. Does that sound right? So the show would have started like last Thursday. So this would be the equivalent of pulling into Fort Worth for RSNC finals on Thursday, starting the show on Saturday and on Sunday, them RSNC telling you, the show is canceled. You will have to load up and be out of here by 5 p.m. on Tuesday nights. That is what happened. They had a derecho. I don't know how you say that. Derecho? I think that's how yeah. you say it. I don't know. A derecho come through on Saturday night, knocked out 100% of the power, knocked out all of the skylights in the barns. There was glass everywhere flipped over signage, like the signage for all of the arenas that was all flipped over and it was everywhere throughout the arenas. Um, trucks were damaged, trailers were damaged. There was no power and they didn't know when the power was gonna come back on. So beside the fact that there was no power, the arenas were literally littered with glass and other debris and people were pissed. <coughs> that they weren't going to have the show because I'm sure a lot of them have spent and invested a lot of money, a lot of time, their dreams were with this, but at the end of the day, for me, too dangerous. And they wouldn't have been able to get it put together fast enough, put back together. Nope. I keep hitting my stand today. Um, it was like, so when COVID hit, we were supposed to put on Vegas, right? We're like, yeah, we're going to go on with it. Well, you know, we'll go on with it. What's it matter? And then um, I'm listening to the radio, right? And they're like, hey, the president is going to declare a national state of emergency this afternoon. So we call off the cattle. I call off the awards. We call off everything. And I'm calling the guys in Texas. I'm like, ah, oh, go on with it. It'll be fine. It's not that big of a deal. And I was like, look, President's going to declare a national state of emergency. This is no longer a California lockdown issue. This will now be a nationwide national. lockdown issue. And uh, 
So we call it off and I called it off right. And same thing. All these guys were like packing their trailers that day. Cause I think I called it off on a Monday and most guys leave Tuesday morning. And, uh, had we not done it, they would have gotten there because they shut Vegas down completely. Like, and none of those doors are meant to lock. Like on the South point, they're not meant to lock. So they had to go get chains out of the barns to lock the doors. So we'd have been in Vegas with all these cattle and all these awards and all this money and have had to have turned around. So, you know, that was easier to plan for than a giant storm coming through. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, you know what? My girlfriend, Sky, though, she lives in, I think, New Boston or like Texarkana. Um, they lost power, she said, earlier in the week, too. Like all their stuff, their fridge went bad, everything that's going out. So no, it's just gross, dude. Well, and then there's like a lot of flooding, mm -hmm. tons of flooding. Um, I think that some of it's in Texas, right? Yeah. Amarillo. Doug Pritchett showed us a um, video. Oh, of there's the feed. We actually know the guys that had a feedlot in Hereford. They lost like 3,000 head due to flooding. And they were like on boats trying to get them out of the pens. Gosh, it's nuts. Um, I do have to give an apology to another listener here which would be um, Stacy and Robin Westner, because I did have an episode on Saturday night where I was hot and hangry. <laughs> well, you know what though, Stacy usually has alcohol and snacks, so I don't know how you got mad at Stacy. I, well, I wasn't mad at Stacy, but what was <laughs> happening is I was loading trailers, you know, trying because we wanted to leave on Sunday morning. So I was loading, uh, getting everything in and going back and forth. And I didn't want to stop to eat and, um, or have a snack, I should say. And then all of a sudden I just got like super overheated and then I got mad and I called Brandon as I'm in a trailer, like probably like contorted in there, trying to get something in there. And I'm like, I want to go eat. I want to go eat now. And if you don't want to take me, I'm ordering Uber eats and I'm having it delivered to this trailer. Um, I was a bitch. I was a bitch. And when I got back to the stalls, because Brandon's like, you need to calm down. <laughs> Get I, will back show, here. I will show you fucking calm. <laughs> <laughs> I had a meltdown. And um, I got back and I swear to God that uh, Robin and Stacy's eyes were like bugging out of their head, looking at me like, holy shit, she's totally lost it. And I'm like, just so freaking hungry and I'm thirsty and I just want to go eat. Okay. And then I found a bag of chips that were laying by the door and I ate those and then waited for the rest of our crew to show up so we could go eat. I was better oh then. Daisy and Robin. I've seen it all. I've seen meltdowns from them too. You're fine. I did feel bad. I don't usually have meltdowns. I usually am the happy one, but God dang, I was just hungry and freaking hot and, you know, I think as I get older, I like really, I really have to make sure that I eat. Otherwise I get like real pissy. Well, the funny thing is Brandon's like, okay. So, cause I called him from our little trailer, which was out by the yellow lot. And yeah. he goes, so when you left here, you weren't hungry. <laughs> Actually I was okay. It was like, it just came yeah, on. Okay, really but it's, it's, it's the whole, but it's the whole belt loop thing, right? You were probably hungry. And then whatever you were trying to shove in the trailer, wouldn't go in the trailer the way it was, fucking, it was supposed to, right? 
So fuck this trailer. Fuck loading this stuff. I'm fucking I'm hungry. hungry. <laughs> yeah. And it's like 100 degrees with 95% humidity. <laughs> fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> I know. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, it's never, it's almost never one thing that really pisses you off. It was, I know. Um, How about I, the guy, the billionaire? I mean, it isn't funny. It's not funny. In the sub? Are we talking about the sub? He's more likely going to die. I mean, do you think that was his Father's Day present? Do you think that he thought it was going to end like that? I mean, there are so no laugh, many bad things. Like, you fucking wanted to go in a sub to see shit. And it's like when the billionaires want to go to space. I'm like, okay, are we just shipping you off? Like. Remy, I mean, how much money would somebody have to pay you to get in that little submarine to go down two and a half miles into the ocean? So my cousin is a naval officer. He was a submariner. And uh, like, I'm not a claustrophobic person. I can do well in small spaces unless it's in the front seat of my car and there's stuff on me. I can't have stuff on my lap in the front seat. I lose my shit. Um, and when we... We went to see him one time and like you, they can do like the boat tours. And I was like, you couldn't fucking pay me enough to live in here. Like, no. And that's like a big naval sub, right? Like it's big, but no. Mm -mm. I mean, what do you think? Like, what do you think the conversation was with the billionaire once they get down there and realize we're lost? We're lost. We have no tracking. Also, like, how this do you not have tracking? That's all I'm saying. This is all a very weird conspiracy, I think. Like, you're going to tell me in this day and age, like, just with sonar, we can't find it. Unless, unless, you know, all the other stories are true. And, like, Atlantis is in the Earth's core. <laughs> it's a portal to another world. Yeah, it's so bizarre for me. Like, I didn't know anything about it. And Bronson told me. And I, Bronson's story was super sketch because he told me that this billionaire. Did he, did he give you the TikTok version of it? Because James is like, Remy, have you seen this? Because he's like showing me all these TikToks. And I was like, I heard about it on KFI, which is our AM news. <laughs> it's like. Did in TikTok, did it come from the sky into the water? Because that's what Bronson told me. He told me it was. No, in TikTok, they're like, when they had the billionaires drilling themselves in, do they really not think that something could go wrong? <laughs> I am just like so perplexed by it because I'm like, what do you think over the last two days their conversation has been in that submarine? Like, do you think that they killed one another and there's only one left? That's like Lord of the Flies inside a sub. I don't know. I mean, I promise you that the last person that you would want in the submarine with you when that happened would be me because I would be a freaking disaster. Like, uh, I would be on another level of nuts. No, it's just, like I said, it's the same thing for me with like the guys that want to go to outer space, right? They're going to pay their way to go. I'm like, okay. Like, do you think, uh, Brandon, I'm like, what a freaking Father's Day gift. He killed his father pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you only stand to inherit once they're dead, just so you know. They were together. I know. Yeah. I don't feel like it plays well for either of them. I Beautiful. Don't know. Well, 
probably come up with like some secret medicine and that's why they were down there and they'll be fine. And then like, how do you know that they're dead? Honestly, right? If it disappeared and you can't find it, how do you know where they went to? Again, I mean, where the, are they gonna go? For me, it's the untrackable thing, right? Dude, no, we still haven't found that Malaysian plane. Okay, but we still haven't found that. This is this is really going off the rails. We still have not found that Malaysian plane. Remember that disappeared with all the people on it. So wait a second, though, Remy, isn't there like a driver in this submarine? One would fucking hope. I, mean, I don't know. I know, like, so can't. I mean, I would think, like, if you've got. Like, you would think if you were lost, just go up, right? Like, just go up. Just go up. They're not going to send you down there with somebody who doesn't know how to operate it, I would imagine. Like, I'm listening to you. Hold, please. I'm going to Google this real quick while we're on here. I'm just. I just. But, like, remember the big Asian plane that they were, or the Malaysian Airlines plane that they were looking for? I feel like that was. Was that like 10 years ago? Yeah, and they still haven't found it, and it was only supposed to go from, like, Australia to somewhere north of it. So, you know, the ocean is giant. What is this? I don't know. God, is it hard to believe or what that freaking 4th of July is next week? It's James's birthday. I have Mia. Um, On 4th of July? Yep, he's a... Uh, 4th of July. Um, okay, so... Stockton Rush, the CEO of Ocean Gate Expeditions. Oh, that's even better. Um, so the guy who invented this is the one who's dying? <laughs> yes. I should not laugh. I'm such a horrible person. <laughs> okay. The frantic search to find the missing Titanic tour submersible continued Wednesday after Canadian aircraft detected underwater noises in the search area. But remember, again, we did that, too, with the Malaysian plane. They kept trying to find the pinging as the pinging was going down, and they still never found it. Okay, those on the missing vessel named Titan have been identified as Stockton Rush, the CEO of Ocean Gate Expeditions, the company behind the mission, British billionaire Hamish Harding, owner of Action Aviation, French dive expert Paul Henry Nargolay, and prominent Pakistani businessman Shazada Dawood and his son Suleiman. So we're like 900 nautical miles off the east east of Cape Cod. The vessel had up to 96 hours of oxygen supply. It's its third trip. Um, I just have a feeling that his business is not going to do well after this excursion. Who's going <laughs> to want to get in that thing? Well, you know, it was like when SpaceX's thing blew up outside of our Air Force Base. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Did they search 10,000 square miles? I know that I'm Googling all these things that people can see themselves, but. Um, you know what I have a plethora of right now, Remy? And I swear to God, I have, I am diligent about it. And Hold on. French dive expert Paul-Henri Nargolet is humble, soft-spoken, and probably the leading sub-expert out there. What does he have to say? He was driving. He's on it. He's on the sub. So, yes. Something sounds suspicious to me. Also, you know, there's all those theories about um, that we have two timelines that came together. 
Have you seen those on the TikTok? I'm on a very different side of TikTok. Yeah, you are. You know what's on mine? Garage sales. Uh, so there's this whole theory, like, it's like the Mandela effect. So they're like, okay, so you can tell, uh, where is your heart on your body? That's the first question people ask you. What? Where's your heart? I don't even know what we're talking about, Mandela. Just listen to me. I'm going to tell okay. you, this is all going to come together. Where's your heart? When you think of your heart, right? Put your hand over your heart. Where is it? On the left, right? And where are your kidneys? Below that? I don't know. So, you're, so there's this whole joke. I think people take it seriously. This whole joke on TikTok is that the old timeline, our heart is on the left-hand side and our kidneys are in our lower back, right? And then when you talk to new pe the people from the new timeline, your heart is in the center and your kidneys are higher. And I was like, maybe it's just because we started learning anatomy better. Like, you know, we, so there's this whole new timeline. And that's like one of the sub theories is when they couldn't find the Titanic is because the Titanic doesn't exist in the second timeline, but only in the first. And I was like, man, I think you're just rich guys with too much money that thought it was going to be a good time. So Remy and I are so similar in so many ways. But then when we start talking about shit like this, we're so different. <laughs> So I don't believe that there's two timelines. I'm just saying that I think it is. I rich. don't. Also, like, isn't it storm season in the East right now? It is, right? That's like where all the. Are we still talking about America? Yeah. Like it's storm season, right? It's storm season everywhere. Okay. So why would you go out on the ocean during storm season is all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't care that you're under the water. How are they supposed to rescue you if you need rescuing? But yes, I I tried to stay out of the sub thing because I was like, this is going to end poorly for everyone. Also, there's just like a lot more billionaires now than there used to be, right? Right? Yeah. In case you're wondering, Remy and I are, we are not, not billionaires. Category. <laughs> so you are never going to see me trapped on a sub. No. First of all, <laughs> I wouldn't. Secondly, I couldn't. If so. I got it for free, I'm not yeah. doing it. No. So five guys at $250,000. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I um, kind of get a weird feeling just thinking about being in there. I mean, like, no, none. No, that's like, a, you ever see like the commercials for like the hotels, like where the room is underwater? You've never not seen those? Like in the Maldives and stuff, like where it's like. I have, uh, yes. Yeah. And then I always look at it and then I love watching the same thing, like the TikToks. It's like expectation. There's all these gorgeous fish around it and like you're seeing all this stuff and it's like reality and it's just kind of dirty ocean water. Yeah. That's what I imagine that would be like. Like, oh, this I mean, I could do that if it was like two stories and one, the bottom story was in the water and the half upper top or the top half was like not. I could do that, but no. Yeah, but um, I, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's where I'm going. Like, I love the ocean, but I think that would be as deep as I would want to stay for a long time is, like you said, like one story underwater with a very quick escape. Good night. Um, my laundry, Remy, is My laundry is all caught, it's almost all caught up. It's just not put away. I did like, I had to pay my cleaning lady extra because she helped me fold laundry. 
did like uh -huh. 30, did like 30 loads of laundry and then I just want everyone to be um naked again I just it's I, so much like what is funny well I'm grateful for it because it means that we're all doing good but um uh you you're already behind right and then it just seems like you can't get caught up because you're still wearing clothes every day, thankfully. Yeah. I'm like, God, where does it all come from? No, the other thing I had to really catch up on was I like had made a giant stack of sweatshirts because we we're coming to the end of sweatshirt season. I was like, I just kept pushing them off because I was like, we don't need these clean right now. So I ended up having to do like six loads of sweatshirts. Yes. Oh, okay, I did have a story. That's why I laughed when you're talking about renting out wild horses. That I said, I wasn't laughing at your horses being wild. So we do a lot of like the men's rides, right? Like there's um, like men's yeah. clubs and they come, they do the cowboy stuff. And this was not at our place, but this other guy's like, oh, I know this place and it's awesome. And they rescue these horses and they rehab them and they turn them into ranch horses. Fair enough. Maybe they do. However, those are not the horses that I would lease out to people that do not know how to ride. So they get to, so this guy brings one of these strings, like he said, they come with helmets? He sets up the, he sets up the person to come, that, that string of horses to come on a ride. And the one guy goes to get on it and he's like, I'm not riding this horse. It's bucking. Like I, no, I'm not. It's wild. I'm not going to ride it. So the guy that is on the ride, but set up the string to come like at his behest. I'm a cowboy. He's not. I'm a cowboy. I can ride it. Okay. So he gets on it. This horse runs off, breaks his pelvis. And I was just like, yeah, maybe like rescued horses are not the best to put in the situation of people that can't ride and can't ride in a large group situation. So that's why I was laughing. So I was like, I just heard that story and I was like, that's fantastic. I would like, never do that. I would never do that either because like there's some other strings that they use and are they super fancy horses no are they very quiet yes you know like they're just kind of older ranch horses that maybe aren't great to sort on but like when those guys trail ride on like they because they do long trail rides too they're fantastic they're stay yeah. because they, stay they just follow the horse in front of them yeah and that's what they're looking for so it always amazes me too, like when people are like, oh, these people can handle this horse. And I was like, but they can't. And that's okay. But like, what's your insurance going to cover when that guy gets hurt? Maybe they don't have insurance. I don't know. <laughs> well, that would be real bad if they didn't. I just, it's a, it's a, it's a lot. I know we, um, I, but that's why I was laughing when you were talking about them renting. You're like, I wouldn't rent wild horses. And I was like, everyone's version of no. wild is a little different. Not that you guys have wild horses. Anymore. That would cause me a lot of stress. I would never do that. Never yeah. do that. Also, um, did you hear about the guy that fell off? This is all weird news. The guy that fell off the walkway at the Grand Canyon, the Skywalk. No. So have you seen did that? Die? Yeah. 4,000 feet. I've always wanted to go because it's like the glass skywalk over the Grand Canyon. And James is always like, I'll drive you there. I'm not, not doing going. it. So I'll, it's I'll it's buy souvenirs with James. I'm not doing it either. Yeah, it's got really high things on it. So I don't know what happened. But yeah, 
I, and I will tell you as a parent, like, I never thought I had anxiety before when we go to the Grand Canyon. Because this is, that song, I think, that's South Grand, I don't know, Southern, I don't know. It's not on the rim we go to, because we go to the one that's by Flagstaff. And uh, even when we go to that one, like, they talk about how many deaths there are or injuries from people, like, just falling off the side. And with my kids, I'm like, stay on the path. Like, don't go through the edge. I get anxiety driving through it on the interstates. Like, I get sweaty armpits watching the videos of the donkeys taking people through it. Oh my God. So I, I heard no way. I heard it's the same thing, I guess, in Hawaii, right? Like on those donkey trail rides. Like if you, if you can ride, it's worse for you because you try and steer. That's like why I would trying, never do it. Yeah. So they're like, if you don't know any better, then you can't get in the animal's way and they're great. But if you know better, like it's. They would have to duct tape my hands together behind my back more than likely because I feel like I could still it's... like <laughs> no no way uh-uh just... yeah because you don't have much room for air it's freaking straight off and people are taking pictures and videos while they're doing I, I love it you get when you see the video and they're like turned around like this off the side of their donkey you're like oh god danger that way you're lies. gonna die for sure yeah no. Do you think people just don't know better? I mean, that's, is that what it is? is I know, know better. I know better. I'm not getting in a submarine and I'm not going on a freaking thing into the Grand Canyon. And this is like where we agree, right? Like, I'm not an anxious person. I'll ride whatever you send me down as long as there's a purpose, but I'm not risking my life for no. something I can see in IMAX. I can let someone else do I it. I agree, <laughs> Remy. I agree. And you feel like you're right there. Yeah. And I can eat popcorn while watching it. <laughs> It's a lot less stressful. Yeah. I just, uh, well, I got last week's episode, or not last week's, I got our last episode up yesterday or the day before. So we've really been behind, but it's all good. I mean, we're going to catch back up. I think I have Beth talked into doing an interview. So if you know Beth be Rocky, really tell her that she uh, needs to come on before she moves to Texas. Um, I don't. I don't really ask for much, but I am going to ask for this. Uh, and she will kill me for saying this, but it's very important to me. But I would ask that um, for prayers for a very, very dear friend of mine. She could sure use anything and everything that we can send her away. So, so we got to stop the spread. So everyone... Rex Bestie needs your help. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cancer is a shitty, shitty thing. It is. And unfortunately, we almost all get affected by it. Mm -hmm. Somehow, somewhere. Yep. So with that. With Brett crying, we're going to sign I off. Know. I know. I'm good. <laughs> I will edit out the black part. So if you see it not edited, it means that Breck uploaded the video. <laughs> I hope not. I don't know and, how to do any of that stuff. And uh, until next week. I know. I'm so glad that we got together this morning, Rem. This is, we like to talk to each other, but we've both been so busy. We don't get a hard I know. I, we've talked more on the phone lately, though. Although Breck had to listen to me on the quad as I was like driving around with my phone like this to my ear. <laughs> And it was all good, but it's always fun to catch up and um, 
we miss everybody. So until next week. Oh God, Remy. Be bold. Be brave. Be humble. Bye ladies. Bye.